And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Athletic Baseball Show for Thursday, August 31st. This is On Deck. I'm Stephen Nesbitt here somewhere in Fenway Park, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, you got the classic Fenway Green behind me, and I'm joined, as always, except for last time, by Levi Weaver. Levi, how was your time away? It was good. Uh, I went to Winona, Minnesota to play in a Sandlot baseball tournament. Your boy represented the show well. I went 7 for 12 with four stolen bases, including two steals of home. I did it twice. Okay, 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 hold on. Background. What, what were the steals? Was it when he throws it back to the pitcher? Was it a straight steal at home? They were both on throws back to the pitcher. They were not holding me on at third base, and I just crept down the line, crept down the line, and the catcher wasn't looking, threw it back to the pitcher, and I was off like a shot, and then I did it again. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's me. Levi Acuna Jr., that's, that's what I got. Are you, is, it, is that your, like the main part of your game, is speed? Yeah, it's definitely not power. Uh, although I did have two doubles, both of which went over the outfielder's head. So I'm, I'm rounding into form at 43 years old. I've been watching like hitting mechanics videos. It's stupid. It's so stupid. But I'm having so much fun. Let me take 60 seconds to just extol the virtues of Sandlot Baseball. It is a such a cool community. It's not really like a bunch of hyper-competitive dudes trying to like bow up to each other. It's just everybody is, you know, in, in the tournament we played, there were teams that came from Tulsa that didn't have enough players get to minnesota so i was like yeah I'll, I'll come play like i'll just jump in and you know play second base for you guys everybody's super supportive of each other it's all talent levels you got some guys that are pretty good you got some guys that'll steal home but you also got some guys that just haven't played and like my team here in dallas is probably 40 percent women 60 percent men it's such a good time and it's all around the u.s so if you go to instagram sandlot revolution you can probably find a team near you if you want to just play baseball I will say, if you haven't played in a while, when I got back on my flight to Dallas, I landed at Love Field, and I was so sore that as I was walking off the airplane, the gate attendant was like, uh, hey, uh, so do you need a wheelchair? <laughs> Legitimately, I was I was hurting so bad, like I'm not moving well. Uh, they asked if I needed a wheelchair. In the minutes after I finished the Chicago Marathon back in 2016, there were some like, uh, probably, I would guess like Swedish guys walking behind me right near the, the Bean in Chicago. And I just overhear them say, he, he has a very interesting gait. Come on, man. I just finished 26 miles. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I felt like I ran a marathon. But yeah, it was such a good time. That's where I got this t-shirt. It says, the team there in Winona is called the Winona Writers. Because, you know, the actress. Uh, but yeah, I had a great time. It was good. I'm still recovering. But uh, let's let's talk about the real baseball players. And I hope in the background you're enjoying that the jazz band outside Fenway Park has started playing uh, here it. a few hours before a game. And so that's what you're going to enjoy. The sweet sounds Beautiful of whatever's ambiance. happening down with the sausages. 
Absolutely. So we had a weird thing happen in baseball this week that I don't think I've ever seen before. They changed the rules a few years ago. There used to be two trade deadlines, right? There was the normal trade deadline and then the waiver deadline, which was guys could be put on waivers. Those were revocable waivers. If they didn't really want to give the guy up or didn't receive a trade offer that they liked, they changed all that. So once the trade deadline passes, now if players are put on waivers, they can be claimed by any team. And the team that put them on waivers cannot pull them back off. So that you're just basically giving up a player. Of course, it's the Angels that <laughs> that were the first team to do this. The Angels, as we all know, decided to go all in against all odds, make some trades. They traded for Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, a few other guys. That went horribly bad for them. And so they just decided, let's save some money. Let's get ourselves under the luxury tax deadline so that when Shohei Otani refuses the qualifying offer... Then our pick comes, I, th- I believe it's after the second round instead of after the fourth. After the comp B round and uh, instead of after the fourth, it ends up being like 60 to 70 picks difference. So there is a difference. So basically, they just gave away the list of players here. Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, the two main guys that they traded for at the deadline. Also, Matt Moore, who's having a, another killer year as a left-handed reliever. Randall Grichuk and Hunter Renfro. They more or less traded some of their better prospects for two weeks of misery and then just they're giving away the guys that they got they are trying to get under the the tax threshold and the reason that they did it when they did is so that teams would be more likely to pick them up because if the the way that the you know you get up you're on waivers for i think three days if teams claim them they can be on the roster in time to be eligible for the postseason now the way that this works for waivers is it's in reverse order of a team's record so the worst teams have first claim the a's are not going to claim any of these guys they don't need to pick up that extra salary but who is going to pick up these guys it's the wild card teams they're you know these these players are not going to get to the braves the dodgers the rangers the orioles these are it's going to be the marlins it's going to be the reds it's going to be these teams that are right on the fringes who need a left-handed reliever who need i mean lucas giolito did not do well with the angels but he's still a better starter than probably a couple of the guys on the orioles you got to think that they're going to be interested if it gets that far the reds need starting pitching who doesn't need a ronaldo lopez in their in their bullpen so this changed the landscape of the wild card race this year i mean it's not like they put shohei otani on waivers which would have been very funny if they had but these are good enough players, and it, it wasn't just the Angels, right? Josh Donaldson was released from the Yankees. Who knows if he's got anything left? Harrison Bader is a good outfielder with the Yankees. Carlos Carrasco, kind of struggling. An interesting one to me is Mike Clevenger, who was having a pretty good year with the White Sox. Obviously, some off-the-field issues that, you know, there's baggage that teams are going to have to consider if they want to pick him up, but his ERA is, I think, 323 this year for the White Sox. He's a good starting pitcher. This is something that if they don't make rules to prevent it, we're going to see more and more, I think, in the future where teams go, we're out of it. Let's save a month and a half worth of salary, save ourselves a couple million bucks. And it's going to be almost like a second trade deadline, except there won't be anything coming back except salary relief. I was just having that conversation with our colleague, Chad Jennings here at Fenway. Is this a big enough swing here that they will put rules in place to prevent this? This is potentially more seismic than the trade deadline itself. Everyone is in on these guys because what do you not have to give up? anything except money that's no it. prospects no international signing bonus money and nothing needs to change here except to pay these guys some money and clear a roster spot which in some cases teams aren't going to claim every single one of these guys because if you get them then uh, you have to clear six roster spots or whatever and that's not good for them and it's not like a stupid amount of money either it's like one-sixth of their salary so you're basically just getting a freebie 
and I know it's not free, free, but it's free enough, you know, when you would have a month ago had to give up. I mean, what did the Angels give up for Giolito and, and Lopez? Like some, some of their better prospects, now you just get them for like a sixth of their salary. It's more or less free. They just give it Edgar Cuero, their top uh, catching prospect, and Kai Bush for like two weeks of a shot and then and then disappointment. And they could have they could have made this move a couple weeks earlier, saved like a couple more dollars. But uh, I think they just wanted to, to wait until the last minute, see if a hot streak came, and then decided the last minute, we'll do kind of right by these players and let them have a shot at a contending team. Um, they could always get picked up by a non-contending team. But really, the, the point here is to save save some money, to get themselves in a position to get a better draft pick when Shohei Otani walks. There is some strategy here. It makes sense, but it's so chaotic. It is deeply chaotic. And, and the room for, as I wrote in a, an explainer last night, the, the chaos agents of the world to, to rule is, is there's so much opportunity here because this starts, you know, this used to be in this old waiver trade system. It used to be by reverse order of record and also league affiliation. So it would run through your league worst to first then it would run to the other league worst to first so like it weren't that many teams between the bottom of the stack the a's of the world and the top the baltimore Orioles at this at this point in the al but now it's just everybody and so you're looking at so many teams that could decide to take a flyer on a good player so the, the teams that are not currently over 500 to read them out in order as they were as of tuesday night athletics royals rockies white Sox, cardinals pirates tigers mets nationals padres guardians angels yankees you could absolutely see a couple of those teams doing something. You the could Padres. see the Guardian. You could see the Padres saying we could use one of each of these, and we don't care about adding a little bit of cash. We can make all the moves the Angels made at the trade deadline, but only for money. Like we can do everything they just did, but uh, just copy and paste over here. Thanks. Did it work for the Angels? No, but it could work for us. And the Padres, it keeps like it feels like they just keep thinking like they still have a chance here. Which technically, I mean, they're within eight, I think, uh, as of recording. So sure, you could do some crazy things if everything clicked and the roster looks great already. Uh, they just need to, some things to work out. But could you see a, a, a team like that going crazy or the, or the Guardians saying, hey, uh, we could really use a starter. Gavin Williams just got hurt. Yeah, absolutely. So there's no telling Thursday uh, afternoon when these claims are all awarded to whatever the worst team that put a claim in on them. There's no telling how far any of these guys will go. Like how many of these seven or nine guys we just named will actually be there for the contenders. I think I don't think they're going to get past the wildcard teams. Like a team like the Orioles with a second worst claim, no chance they get that starter they were missing. No, I mean, I'm looking at the Rangers because that's the team I tend to pay the closest attention to. Could they use Matt Moore? Like most of their better relief arms are left-handed, but Matt Moore has reverse splits. They could absolutely use a Matt Moore. Are they going to get him? No, no. There's no chance the Marlins and Reds and uh, whoever else has, a you know, these wild cards, the, the Guardians, even the Twins. Like he's Matt, Matt Moore is going to have a job well before he falls to the Rangers. They might get lucky and pick up a Randall Gritchick. Meanwhile, every single one of these guys on waivers is like, let me fall, let me fall, let me fall, let me fall. <laughs> I want to pitch for the Braves. I want to go win a World Series, but there's just no chance. This story broke, but because it's a waiver situation, so they stay on waivers for a few days, you still had Gritchick and Renfro in the lineup for the Angels, knowing, like, I'm not going to be on this team in a few days. Not, it's not like the trade deadline where you read the between the lines and go, I'm probably going to be traded. It's they know I'm done. I am not going to be in this uniform in, in three days. Harrison Bader also, he was in the Yankees lineup. Just like, yep, well, <laughs> let's enjoy it while we can. See you guys, in, you know, on the road in a few days. 
So if you have questions about this, so did we. Uh, Russ and Dodd and I wrote a whole explainer last night. We've added to it today because people keep throwing questions in the in the comment section. I was sending emails back and forth with LBPR, getting small things clarified throughout the evening uh, Tuesday night. So go read that explainer on theathletic.com and you should be as caught up as possible before Thursday's waiver claims actually get processed. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, so we went a little long on that. Let's get through these series uh, to look forward to this weekend. Stephen, what do you have for us? There are a couple of good ones here. I went with uh, Baltimore to bring them back up and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Baltimore is there's sort of not a lot of drama with where they're at in the standings uh, on face value. However, I mean, they're still two up in, in their division. They're still the second best team in baseball. And they're still a great baseball team. They're still running hot, even after losing Felix Bautista. Yenier Cano is going to do just fine in the closer role, as we uh, spoke about in the last episode with Zach Meisel. And what I think is worth watching with Baltimore is remember that only the first and second division winners in each league get that first round bye. And currently, Baltimore is the number one team. However, no wildcard teams get that. So currently, Tampa Bay is the second best record in the American League, but they would not get that because they need to be a division winner. And so Baltimore is in a position they need to keep pushing, keep penalty to the metal here in September because you got to win the division to get that buy. And a buy is extremely important, especially when you don't have a, you know, a killer rotation. And so they have that to play for currently. They need more out of the rotation. Their bullpen needs to stick together. They're going to be running out Cole Irvin, Kyle Bradish, Jack Flaherty, kind of a gettable three in the series against Zach Davies. Slade Ciccone and Zach Gallon, a gettable two. And then Zach Gallon, who's been fantastic. And looking at the other side, Arizona, 7-3 in their last 10, even though they just dropped their last two at time of recording. But they are currently a half game out of a wild card spot. Corbin Carroll is on track. He's having a fantastic rookie season. Going to be the runaway rookie of the year, despite some pretty great competition there. And I'm watching here. Do they grab one of these waiver guys? Are they able to shore up this rotation in a way they didn't at the trade deadline by going to get... Maybe Clevenger is, is even preferred over uh, Giolito at this point. So they're getting still production up and down their lineup. Adley Rutschman, number one, wins the, who, like any other catcher batting leadoff. I don't know. Haven't seen it except Kyle Schwarber, former catcher. Santander has been great. Mountcastle, O'Hearn. They're a team that can absolutely uh, hang with it in the postseason, but they need that rotation, I think, to be as strong as possible. Uh, sorry, that was on the Orioles side of things. So, so that's my series. Levi, how about you? Talking about the teams that are going to get first round buys, uh, we have a matchup between the Braves and the Dodgers, both of whom appear destined to get a first round buy. I honestly don't see any situation in which this is not an NLCS preview. 
I think the only team that can beat the Dodgers in the playoffs is the Braves. I think the only team that can beat the Braves is the Dodgers. I think they are on a collision course for one another. Um, looking at, I love doing these shows at the end of the month because you can look back and see who has been on a tear for quite a while. I want to take a second to look at either the Dodgers have four guys with OPSs of 900 or over for the month, including Mookie Betts, the 13-16 OPS for the month of August. He has nine home runs. He's hitting 452 for the month. He's on base is 509. He's got an 808 slug. He has been worth 2.7 BWAR this month. And I thought to myself, that's a pretty good season for some guys. Uh, who has been worth 2.7 BWAR this entire season? You've got, uh, in a twist of uh, coincidence, Josh and Nathaniel Lowe, brothers, both worth 2.7 BWAR this year. Uh, Luke Rayleigh, also 2.7. And then he's been worth more war via fan graphs than players such as now, this is for their entire season. Xander Bogarts, Pete Alonso, Trey Turner, Rafael Devers, Bryce Harper, and Marcelo Zuna. Mookie Betts has been better in August than those guys for the entire season. It's crazy. Marcelo Zuna, by the way, has an 1134 OPS this month. He's been hot, and Betts has still been better than him for the whole season. The Braves have one, two, three, four, five, six guys with an OPS of 900 or higher for the month. They've got four more guys in the 800s. Their lineup is absurd. Uh, their bullpen has been on lock this month. Meanwhile, the Dodgers rotation, you've got three guys with an ERA of two in their rotation. Um, Lance Lynn, Clayton Kershaw, and Julio Urias. Tony Gonsolin, by the way, having Tommy John surgery, he apparently had a UCL tear for two months and continued to pitch. That is absolutely crazy to me. This is our NLCS preview. Dodgers Braves, if it's not that, I will eat my hat. And by my hat, I mean a muffin in the shape of a hat. Levi, you know what time it is. Time to step into the on-deck arcade. This is the arms race. We pick one starting pitcher each weekend. We cross off a team as we pick them throughout the season. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. And uh, I want to know, uh, after you took a big L last week, uh, I had Garrett Cole going, you had Kyle Bradish, and I was able to finally get a W there. I think it's 12 to 5 on the season series for you. I'm going to give you first pick. Who's your pick? I'm going with Eduardo Rodriguez of the Tigers. I'm going to take, uh, take the easy win there. Um, I haven't picked a Tiger yet this, this uh, year. So if you're going to pick one Tiger starting pitcher, it's going to be Eduardo Rodriguez because there's just not anybody else. I like that pick, um, and I'm going with Marlins starter. There are three options. It is uh, in this series against Washington. I believe it was Braxton Garrett, Yuri Perez, and uh, Sandy Alcantara. Uh, Alcantara with the reigning Cy Young, but Yuri Perez is the one who's putting up silly, silly game score 2.0 numbers. I'm going to go with Yuri Perez in that game against Washington and, and cross my fingers. I need another W. I like it. I think you're going to win again this week. <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, if you want to forfeit, no, it's fine. It is time for us to go. Thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with the, the beautiful ballpark sounds in the background. Thanks to Brian for producing today's show. You can find our work all week long at theathletic.com. Uh, we have a sale going on right now. Subscribe to The Athletic for $1 per month for the first year at theathletic.com slash baseball show. Sign up for The Windup, The Athletic's daily baseball newsletter with Levi and Ken Rosenthal for absolutely free. Coming up next in your feed, The 3-0 Show, DVR, Eno Saris, Britt Giroli, music to your ears. Give us a follow on Twitter. Levi is at 3-2-EFIS, and I'm at Stephen J. Nesbitt. We are taking Labor Day off. We will be back next Thursday with more of What's on Deck.